Well, my intention of mom friends, God did it again. I had this week's podcast all planned out. We were going to listen to part three of my conversation with Tiffany Deschner, my friend whom you've all been getting to know in part one and two. I was so looking forward to your hearing this final episode with Tiff in which we talk about parroting unique personalities, which is one of my favorite topics. Part three is being postponed by one week. So guess what happened? I woke up this morning and God said, I have a different plan for this week for your podcast. Talk to the moms and tell them not to miss the important opportunity that they have thanks to Valentine's Day coming up. It's the perfect time to teach our kids about God's heart for relationships, for love, and for marriage. When God speaks, I listen. So let's dive in to our theme for this week, teaching your kids God's view of love. You're listening to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. Each week, we encourage and equip moms for this worthy journey of motherhood. I'm Val Harrison, mom to seven and wife to rich for 28 years. We have three married children, two college students, a high schooler, a sixth grader, and two adorable grandsons. That all means the Lord definitely gets an earful of prayers every day from this mama regarding Team Harrison. It also means on this podcast, we talk about all ages and stages of motherhood. Mom, can I walk your journey with you a little each week? I'm going to share practical solutions, encouragement, and sometimes I'm going to tell you the hard things to motivate you to change, but it's all because I love you and I want victory for your family. Let's get started with more intentional right now. If you're anything like me, you have a whole list of things you know are very important to teach your children, essential truths that you long for their hearts to know before they grow up and begin life on their own. Yet, even as strongly as I feel about all of those truths, I wish I had more time in my days to huddle up my kiddos to transfer as many of those essential truths as they need before they go. There's never enough time to download all of my heart into their hearts in the 18 years I've got them. Now, side note, you're going to miss some things. We need to aim high and squish a lot of wisdom into those years but we aren't going to squeeze it all in. And that's where God comes in. He's the great gap filler. You know, all those gaps of imperfections and shortcomings in your parenting. No worries. He's got your back. He is going to teach them plenty of lessons without you. Now, with that being said, we want to do all we can do to make the most of every opportunity. And Valentine's Day according to God to me this morning, is one of those opportunities. Teaching our children the right views about love and marriage is one of the primary areas of life that need the most wisdom downloads given. There's two reasons why I think it is so critical that we spend time on this topic. Number one, the world is pummeling our kids constantly with lots of lies about love. And two, For most people, who they love and how they love 
will shape the moments of their lives more than almost any other aspect of their life. If you look all around us, and if you listen to all the messages around us, you will hear a constant bombardment of false messages in our society about love and marriage. In just about every movie out there today and every song out there, our kids get to see and experience many broken relationships all around them. There's a lot of information they're taking in that is not setting them up for successful relationships. How are we doing at limiting the bad relationship messages? How are we doing at correcting the messages that couldn't be escaped? And how are we doing at filling them up with helpful, life-giving truth about how healthy relationships should look and of what healthy relationships consist? Well, let's lighten the mood for just a minute. (laughs) I'm going to bring in my two youngest daughters, Abby and Emma, to help us out for a few minutes. Girls, we're talking about love and marriage today, and I thought it would be fun if you would share with our listeners some of the wedding traditions from around the world. Now, when Americans think of weddings, we imagine flowers, candles, diamonds, gold rings, Those are not necessarily the same symbols in other countries. So let's share a few unusual traditions with our listeners. Of course, respecting all of these different traditions at the same time, but we can also have a little bit of fun with this. So I'll start. Uh, This first tradition is from Japan, and it has to do with the bride's mother-in-law. You see, in a, a traditional Shinto ceremony, the bride wears this hood called, uh, and I'm probably not going to say this at all right, but a suno kakyushi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in this tradition, this hood she wears is supposed to allow her to hide her horns of jealousy toward her mother-in-law. Abby, I think you've got a couple traditions that you're going to share with us. And well, let's just say they're kind of um, potty traditions. What do you got for us? (laughs) Okay, well... In Borneo, Indonesian couples, so after they're married, they are challenged to spend the first three days of their marriage (laughs) trying to not go to the bathroom at all. (laughs) It says uh, that it's to strengthen their bond. I don't know how that's supposed to strengthen their bond. (laughs) It sounds like a bad idea to me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But you have another one like that you're going to share with us. What's the other one? Yeah. So it still involves a toilet. A lot of people, it's not odd to eat chocolate and drink champagne at weddings. But in France, they have the bride and groom eat their chocolate and champagne out of a toilet bowl. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even want to know how that tradition was started. (laughs) But the point is Um, to give the two some strength. So, yeah, and and I'm sure that that doesn't happen at all French weddings. So if you're listening and you're in France, we apologize right now or in Borneo. Perhaps these traditions are not widely done anymore, but it makes for a more fun and entertaining episode. So we're sharing the traditions with you. But if you are in these countries, we would love to see pictures. No, we wouldn't. Of, of what? someone eating someone eating chocolate and champagne out of a toilet bowl? Okay, Would you like okay. to see a picture of that? Sure, sure. <laughs> if you want to share it. Okay, Emma has the next one, and it is about India. 
Okay. In India, a tradition is that the day that they get... (laughs) Callie's trying to participate in this conversation, and you may be hearing a little bit of barking. She's asleep. (laughs) She's barking in her sleep. We apologize for this interruption. (laughs) Emma, (laughs) we're talking India. (laughs) On the day that they get married, a tradition called Juta... Chupai? Chupai. Okay. And Indian brides, sisters, and cousins take off with the groom's shoes and demand ransom money. Nice. (laughs) I want to know, when you've you've had two sisters get married, and did you steal... Either of your brother-in-law's shoes at the wedding? No, because I didn't like them. <laughs> but you wow. do now. Yeah. Right? Yes. Right. It's We could have a whole episode, actually, about how this marriage, how marriage happens with, and siblings, younger sister siblings uh, are jealous or unhappy about the fact that these brother-in-laws are taking away their their sister's friendship from them, that's they what feel I, like. That's what I think those two uh, potty ones were. They're just the brother-in-laws <laughs> trying to play a joke on the bride and groom. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay. So, Abby, what have you got for Scotland? And I should say, the Scotland one and several, actually, that we looked up have to do with some spiritual traditions that we would say are inaccurate from scripture, Mm -hmm. you know, if you compare them to scripture. Okay, go ahead. In Scotland, at their attempt to, quote-unquote, ward off evil spirits before the day of the wedding, the bride and groom are captured uh, by their friends, and their friends dump things on them, like molasses and ash, or feathers and flour, or any other mess that they can think of. <laughs> and then they will um, lead them through the city. And everyone will laugh. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. And then, Emma, can you tell us about Wales? What happens there? Um, so, in Wales, the Welshmen, they're called, instead of giving a ring at their proposal, they will carve spoons out of wood. And these spoons are called love spoons. And they will give them to their... Bride-to-be. Right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Give us the next one. So, in South Korea, there's a tradition called Falaka. And so, it's where the groom's family and close friends hold him down, like, (laughs) tie him up or sit on him or something. I think you're you're adding to the story. (laughs) But they will hit the bottom of his feet with a stick... Or dried fish. And while they're doing this, they will ask him trivia questions. <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay, girls. Thank you for your important addition to today's podcast. There is a point to why I had you do this. And that point is that while there may be lots of different ideas, traditions, and even different laws around the world about marriage... God designed marriage. God created people. And so he said, he he gave us an owner's manual, you know, when he made us and said, here's how life works best. And this is what marriage is supposed to look like. And so while different traditions and things can be fun and unique in an addition, 
we always ultimately want to look to the Word of God to understand and to know the true purpose of marriage and how to have a healthy and happy and lifelong marriage. Thanks for your help. Let's get back to the serious side of teaching our kids about love and marriage. I want to give you some action items to help you take advantage of the upcoming Valentine holiday to teach your kids about love and marriage. Number one, go ahead and look up some of these unusual to you wedding traditions and then help them understand that no matter what traditions or laws may come and go regarding marriage, ultimately, God's design is timeless. I'll include in the show notes several short videos. There's a video on the history of St. Valentine. It's a great story and it's in cartoon form. It's a little bit long. It's like 22 minutes, but I'll also share some short, short videos that are great for reinforcing truth of what love is defined by God. Number two, another thing you could do is watch a movie that incorporates love and marriage and then compare the actions in the movies to God's design. So I've got a couple examples for you. The most recent Cinderella movie, absolutely love it. I probably mentioned it before on the podcast because it is one of the extremely rare pictures of what a healthy relationship and romantic love development can look like where there's no there's no mean games there's no emotional heart games there's no conniving and taking advantage of other people it is just a pure beautiful romance i'll share a link to that particular cinderella because not all of them are that great Now, I should say the stepsisters and the stepmom, well, they're a great example of how not to behave. And we always want to talk about those examples as well with our kids. Now, in both the Cinderella movie that I just shared and the following movie that I'm about to share with you, in both of these cases, the love stories are wholesome. There's nothing inappropriate that takes place. Now, that's refreshing. Another movie that I love is Emma. And again, you have to watch a specific Emma that you want to watch the one with Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, I know there's also some older versions of Emma, and they're probably great, but I want to really discourage the most recent Emma movie that has come out. So I will also share a link to the Emma version that I like. It's a fun, lighthearted movie that's full of great talking points of the right and wrong way to handle love and marriage. By the same author is the movie, well, book first, of course, but but then movie called Sense and Sensibility. This one, it's, it happens to be my favorite movie, but I would say it's a little bit slow and calm for younger kids. So I don't know, somewhere around middle school, you could be able to start watching that movie and then have lots of great discussion from the different kind of relationships that take place in that movie. Now, I will say that the suggestions that I just gave you, they're more chick flicks than they are things that guys would like. But you know, you can even take a movie like Star Wars and look at the relationships in there and say, well, this is the wrong way to have a relationship. Look at how unhealthy communication styles that you see in that movie, right? Now, another option could be one that I thought of is the ultimate gift. 
because it has a healthy development of a relationship in there too. Mistakes at first and then learning the right way. And so it would be a good one for discussion. But I'll bet you've got some other good ideas. I do hope that you'll share them in our Intentional Mom Strong Family group that you can find either on Facebook or on MeWe. You know, we just talked about watching a movie and discussing it. How many things do they watch? How many things do they listen to that we don't have time to discuss with them? So I I just want to implore you to start being more aware of what they are taking in and teach them to be on the alert about what they take in. I, I do this in this class that I have taught several times called Practically Speaking. It's a student class on communication skills and speech skills. Well, towards the beginning of the class, I give them an example of a student with a colander on their head, you know, like, like that you strain pasta in, you know, you, it sort of serves like a filter, it keeps the pasta, and it gets rid of the water. Well, we need to teach our kids to have a filter in their mind of all that they take in through their ears and through their eyes, what they take in, they shouldn't keep all of it. Some of it needs to be thrown out. But that takes a real commitment from mom and dad to be teaching them to be warriors on their own behalf, okay, to guard their hearts, to guard their minds. And to honestly, we're not going to be able to filter out all the bad that we take in, right? So we've got to limit some of the stuff we take in. Now, from what they experience in their lives, that's another place that they take in information or beliefs, developing their beliefs about love and about marriage. So their parents, their grandparents, their friends' parents, from the news, from government, and from laws being made, all of these real life examples all around them. The more we can have discussions about these things and teach them to be tuned in and on the alert, the better they're going to be equipped to develop the right perspective about love and marriage. Now, how do we counter culture when it comes to these issues? Well, here's some ideas. If your children are old enough, talk about the current laws in our nation and how they've changed over the last few decades. You could talk about how the laws affect real life and how those laws compare to the Word of God. Secondly, while we're talking about God's design of marriage, here's a few more things to teach them if you believe the Bible is the divine Word of God. And I know I've got lots of listeners here who don't share my belief about Scripture, and I'm just super glad that you're here. I'm going to go ahead and speak to those points for just a minute. First point, God made marriage so that we could have an earthly example of how Christ loves the church and gave his life for her and how he went to prepare a place for her in heaven. There's so much to talk about in this. There's so much in scripture that is a beautiful love story of how Christ loves us. Now, I'm going to move on for the sake of time. Second point, marriage is sacred because it's a reflection of God and was designed by him, our creator. A friend of mine reads the love chapter of the Bible often with her kids. I think that is awesome. That is 1 Corinthians 13. It's a list of words that describe what love truly is according to our creator. It also makes a wonderful list for us as parents to focus on with our kids and how they have relationships, all the relationships in their life. 
These qualities that are mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13, they're a wonderful list for family relationships, sibling relationships, followed up by friendships, and even relationships with teachers and bosses and co-workers. 1 Corinthians is a fabulous relationship manual for life. And all of those relationships that I just mentioned, those are practice for perhaps the most significant relationship of your child's life on earth, human relationship, their marriage. Work together with your kids. Enlist them in the journey of development of their ability to love well. Third, marriage is a great blessing from God that brings us comfort and joy, stability, companionship. The message from the world is that marriage is a burden. It's a noose. It's an imposition. It's it's something to escape from and to avoid. What messages are you depicting in how you talk about marriage or live out marriage? The world is constantly teaching them that love and therefore marriage as well is something you enter into selfishly. Let your feelings lead you, the world says. If it feels good, it can't be wrong, they say. Here's another one you'll hear. God wants me to be happy and this relationship will make me happy. So I know it's fine with God. Here's another one. I can't help myself. I just want this so badly. Those are selfish views of relationships. Now, there's so much more I want to say about this, but I'll just end with this. First, we parents guard their hearts. Then we teach them to guard their own hearts. Are you familiar with the story of St. Valentine? Since Valentine's is coming up soon, and it's a great time to couple both the history of St. Valentine with discussions today about why God made marriage and what God defines love as in 1 Corinthians 13. These are all great things to not just talk about once a year, of course, but once a year is a place to start. So be sure to look in my show notes for the videos that I have for you today. And I'll also share some of these lists that we talked about. Thanks, moms. Thanks for allowing me to partner with God to talk about something different today than what we had planned, but I'm so excited for next week when we get back to Tiffany Deschner and finish up that discussion where we look at parenting unique personalities. Can't wait to see you next week. And then the week after that, we will hear my mom box. What are the literal tools for the mom life that I find to be really helpful to make a difference, make life easier for you. That is going to be my mom box episode. I'm praying for you, mom. No matter what season of motherhood you're in, God has a purpose for your steps and he's walking right beside you. When you weep, he weeps with you. And when you're anxious, he wants to be your comfort and your peace. And then When your journey begins to reveal the redemption and victory that he was working on for you all along, God is going to be rejoicing with you on that day too. It's been an honor to spend time with you today. If this podcast has been a blessing, share it with a friend, leave a review, and head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email that contains that week's podcast episode, blog post, and show notes. Join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in my Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week.
Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not conceited, it does not act improperly, it is not selfish, it is not provoked, and it does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Mm-hmm.